You are listening to the one and only Visionaries Wrestling Network. Envisioning excellence and providing your perfect podcast experience. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we talk about Hell in the Cell 2019, SmackDown debuting on Fox, uh, week two of the Wednesday Night Wars, and yours truly finally takes a chop from Kurt Stallion. Tonight! On the Man for Ringside podcast. <laughs> Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Man for Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Handra Bullock. And to my right, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. We're a little out of order tonight. How you doing, JCB? Oh, I am fucking Fantastic. I'm sorry. Allow me to pull down the latest edition from the band from Ringside Podcast, volume 127, chapter 3, verse 14. And the good smart saith, hashtag boo the heels. It is all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat. I love you, Becky Balboa. I'm doing great. I'm just, I'm so giddy right now because it's. It's finally going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's finally going to happen. Okay, right. And to his bitch. right, we have Two Beer. Zach Pullman, what's going on, Two Beer? You guys ever, like, hated a heel so much? For how long have we done this podcast? Like two years? Yeah, two years. Two years? Yeah. You guys ever like hated heels for two years and just waited for him to get his comeuppance? Well, that's happened tonight. <laughs> and to his right, we have a very special guest in my home oh, tonight. Yes. We have star of Evolve. the wrestling world, star A-W. of Evolve, star of. Glory, uh, pro. Glory Pro. We Chill have out. It's Kurt Stallion. The Lone Star. <laughs> no, put him Kurt over. Stallion. Put him over. What is going on, Kurt Stallion? Thanks for stopping by. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that Kurt Stallion was coming over tonight. Our friend Tender Mahal, the uh, the uh, the Pete Best of the podcast. Uh, he or the Ringo Star. No, he, yeah, Pete. No, Pete Best. No, Murray's the Ringo Star. Uh, he decided to uh, surprise me with Kurt Stallion tonight. Apparently. Jason knew it was happening. Now, so what we're doing tonight, uh, Kurt has said he's going to sit in on the podcast uh, a little bit after I get my comeuppance. But what happened is that we do predictions uh, for every WWE pay-per-view. And the deal was in the deal was after year one, whoever came in last place had to take a chop from friend friend of the podcast, Kurt Stallion. He's lost twice. Uh, so just put that out there. He's lost twice. So it's time for my chop. So I'm going to hold the microphone up. Uh, you can probably, no, no, I'll, 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 allow me. you can probably get onto our YouTube channel no, or actually, Twitter. It's on, it's on Facebook right now. It's on Facebook right now. Band from Ringside okay. podcast on Facebook. So I'm going to take a chop right now. Are you ready, Kurt Stallion? Yeah. I just got one question. How would you like it? Would you like a knife edge chop or would you like an overhand lucha chop? Mm. Give me the hardest one you got. <sighs> Motherfucker. Oh, so, I, I don't know. I, I, still, I still think he should get two, but... No, it's only one. I didn't even lose last year. Murray did. M- Murray got in late last year. You know yeah. that. Yeah, you can move it out of the way a little bit. Okay, here All we go. Right. I don't know if I want to look at this. My dog might attack you. No, she won't. She won't. Oh, poor Reba, she, yeah. She's never attacked anybody. Reba just Yeah, somebody somebody wanna, might want to get Reba. <laughs> Hold me, Reba. Yeah, this oh, might not be. Oh, perfect. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Oh! Mm. Woo! 
Yep. That just happened. All right, give me a nine-touch one right here. Okay. Oh. Mm, that's a trooper. That's a trooper. That's a trooper. Did I turn into it? That's that's a trooper. That's a trooper. That's a trooper, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So, are we? Are we? Yeah, good we're now? good. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Thank you. you have a fucking blister already. <laughs> that's from my. It's his handprint. That might be left over from my wife last night, guys. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna put my shirt back on. Everybody got this? Yeah, I think it? we do. Everybody liked it. All right. Yeah, that was good. I'm never coming in last. There it is. Hey. My brother. Yeah, he's leaving. He's got things to do. I'm, I'm sure he's got better things to do than to hang out with us degenerates. Oh, tell me that is on Facebook. Good Lord. No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm totally just, if we could see, Kurt Stallion's right hand is about pinkish, reddish. Uh, um, if fuchsia is the first color that is coming off the top of my head. Fuchsia's probably pretty close to being right. Uh, yeah. Okay, so. I mean, fuchsia. if I'm being honest, it feels fuchsia. The knee-jerk reaction <laughs> to the the chops, because you've taken a couple. I didn't look, so I, I'm going to go back on Facebook at some point and look at this unfold. How you feeling? Uh I'm, it's it hurts. Yeah, yeah, it hurts. Like a motherfucking, <laughs> yeah, uh, fucking sucks. I've man. got that on iOS. It's going on every social media. So that we the have. Uh, if I, I mean, if I had to say it, the knife edge one was not as bad as the first one because you turned into it and flinched a little bit. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I'm. You knew what you might have numbed it up a little bit though that, too. Uh, <laughs> that one was more of a thud. The thud ones hurt just as bad in my opinion because that's just somebody fucking just punching you with their palm. With them but you them. said you said if I flinched you would do it again. Did I flinch? Yes, but <laughs> did you see my on the first hand? one? Yeah, no, the, the first one you did not. No, thank the you. The okay, second yeah. one you did. Yeah, and I wasn't gonna do it a third time. No, nah, that's good. Like, say we, we no, no need to fun. get the yeah. man hurt. No, you, you gotta save yourself for you yeah. save yourself for Chris Hero uh, a couple days from now, right? Yeah, you got a big match coming up. Yeah, no, where your where your matches coming up here soon? Trevor Lee and Chris Hero at Evolve 137, 138, Atlanta, and Charlotte. And are you allowed to say who you're meeting with tomorrow night? Uh, no. Cut this out if you can't. I'm on no. But it, we can just leave it at that. You don't even got to cut it out. Just ha-ha. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> just bring Big, th- just big bring things are ass. coming from Kurt Stallion. Do you have a Twitter that you'd like to, like to plug? At Kurt Stallion with a C. Yeah, at Kurt Stallion with the C. Uh, he's a friend of the show from way back, the first professional wrestler that we ever had on the show. Yeah, uh, it, it, it was it, in a nice studio, and now it's in my dingy basement. <laughs> but I promise the same people listen, I think. <laughs> no, the same people listen, and hopefully more will listen, because I think I got the sneaky suspicion that this is going to go a little bit viral. Yeah, it could go a little bit viral. Just a smidge, I mean, nothing if, crazy. If Kurt, if Kurt retweets it, yeah. No, I, I'm uh, sure we'll be okay. So, okay, so now that we've paid the debt to society please i think we can go ahead and so we are coming at you from the the exquisite bill vegas basement in south city missouri uh we're getting ready to i guess we don't really have anybody to plug right now in terms of uh my dog just broke the cat bowl nice job reba reba i know you're excited i know you're excited everybody's here but we got tons of stuff to talk about guys it was a big week in professional wrestling per use uh there was uh, this was bigger than usual because after Last Tuesday time we talked to you, last time we talked to you, we did not have uh, SmackDown, Smackdown had not happened. Uh, 
the Hell in the Cell had not happened, Raw had not happened, and then we had the other two are AEW Dark and WA Power, and then last night, obviously. So without Wednesday further night wars. ado, we'll get to our three counts. This is banned from ringside. Hold on, that was not right. This is our three counts. <laughs> What? He said the chop is fucked him up. I'm still reeling, dude. I'm still reeling. Jason, what's our one count? Uh, I guess we can talk about uh, the, the Hell in the Cell that started off. Like, that's probably the most important thing, the most impactful thing it's in the last uh, seven days since, I, personally for me, since we've been gone. Um, overall, I thought the the card itself was a good card, but it's like any movie. It's a good script. It's a good movie, you gotta but you got to take yeah, you got to take the whole thing into consideration. I think the end of the main event obviously was controversial at best. Um, you said there were people on Twitter telling you that that was a good ending. It was a because it was along the lines of a story, and okay, and and that's fine if you want to play play it that way. I get that, but to me, liking it like a movie. The movie has to be a complete movie from beginning to middle to end, so it all has to make sense. It all has to make rationale, blah, blah, blah. I guess people were so impressed with Bray being put over so strongly that the the Hell in the Cell rules kind of just disappear. Those so chops it, hurt so fucking much. Yeah, he's, he's going to be very <laughs> sick. I say poor, man. I almost feel sorry for me up right here. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that was the running argument I've been having, I guess, with other people. And that's why I came back with is just ultimately that the finish just doesn't make sense. If it was a regular match with rules, then you could have a referee stoppage and it all makes sense. Because it's hell in the cell, there there are no rules. So for it to be referee stoppage, that to me was the biggest problem with that. The match itself is, was fine. The physicality was fine. The Ending is where the problem lies. It was, yeah, but the ending lasted a lo- really long time, though. Zach, any thoughts on it? The booking was, like, to me, quintessential. Um, like, I feel like WWE just knows that we're going to watch, and we're going to watch that show, and then we're all marks, so we're going to watch the next show. So no matter what they do, we're just going to keep watching. And this is why I haven't given WWE a single dollar since uh, the first crown jewel. You guys give me a bunch of shit for canceling WWE Network. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then asking for your our passwords. passwords. <laughs> like, afterwards. But, like, I just don't want to give them any of my, like, hard-earned dollars, you know? And this is why, because, like, I feel like they just treat us like marks, and it's whatever. This is just – it was really overbooking. To me, uh, what, it, what it reminded me of is I took a big break from wrestling, and you guys know that. But this reminded me of Starcade 97 – when I was a kid, and all I wanted was for Sting to win the WCW title over Hulk Hogan in a few minutes. I wanted him to do a couple Stinger splashes and Scorpion Deathlock or Death Drop or whatever, and pin. And that time it was it was wrestling politics that got in the way. Uh, this time it was overbooking that got in the way, and I feel like this is the most disappointed I've been in a pay per view finish since that time, which is saying something. Because, I mean, that was 1997, this is 2018, that's 22 years. And granted, there was, a, there was a gap for me. But I also can't think of anything more polarizing, just reading back on wrestling history, than this. Uh, so it was just very disappointing. Against my better judgment, I watched Raw on Monday because I was uh, working at the brewery. 
and football ended, so I turned on Raw. I felt embarrassed, guys. Uh, I turned on Raw, and everyone, usually, like, I turn to wrestling at work, and people are, like, into it, even if they're not wrestling fans. When I turn on Raw, people are like, what the fuck is this? Like, they saw, like, Rusev and Lana shit, and it was just... Tyson it was Fury, just, Braun Strowman, that toys yeah, which, end, I'm it, sure. It, with that, I mean, actually, people were into that, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, but this was just a, a disappointing end to a pay-per-view that, uh, you know, usually it should have been a slam dunk. It's hell in a cell. So, Kurt Stallion, obviously the professional in the room, I'll just, we'll just ask, did you see it? Yeah. What did you think? Before, are you talking about hell in a cell? Just, just overall thoughts, and then if you want to comment on the main event, you can comment on the main event. Show is pretty cool, but the fucking main event sucked. <laughs> like that was stupid. So is this? I guess my better question is: I'm looking at it as a fan, thinking this is a hell in a cell match. There are no rules, so a referee stoppage shouldn't even yeah. be in the lineup. Killed it. Okay, so logic's out the window. Right. Seth could have, like, attacked the fucking ref or some shit for, like, fucking trying to get in the way of him and Bray, and then a bunch of other refs could have came down or something like that could have happened where there was some sort of stoppage that wasn't, like, I don't, there's there's ways around it, but they did not go the right fucking way. Vince is just, oh, I'm not going to say anything bad about that guy, but regardless. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just about to say, he's not going to hire anybody. I was also going to say uh, the <laughs> The fucking Rusev and Lana thing. Oh my god! No, no, go ahead and say I, it. I, I was in Orlando last week, and I was at Riddle's house watching Raw. Okay, and we both were just like we were grabbing our stomachs and just Bro. like sick, like watching <laughs> this shit. That he was just like, what the. F- Fuck, bro. Like, we were just, like, <laughs> both just, like, ugh. Like, the nastiest feeling watching that shit. And then, yeah, like, ugh. That's okay, so two-part question because you kind of you kind of segue to that. So seeing something like that, just a storyline that WWE throws out there, does this give you pause to think that maybe if they call come calling one day that this is something to think about, that, you know, this might be – a, st- a possible storyline that Kurt Stallion might be in. Absolutely. If Vince wants me to do it, I'm going to do it. Okay. Fair <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to no. make it work. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yes, sir. So just going back to the main event, if you could do the main event under Hell in a Cell rules, the way it was basically laid out for you on Sunday, how would you change the finish? In ter- like we had to keep Rollins up. No, you could change it any way you want to. Right, yeah. I don't think that I, I. I think they made Rollins look worse by the finish. Like, yeah. like I think they were trying to make Rollins look, look. They were trying to build him up by being like, "Well, he's not going to ever give up against this guy." But what they did is they had him hit what fucking twelve finishers. Yeah, something was, like that. I was, like I was that's picturing fucking... myself playing the fucking video game whenever I was watching that shit and just like spamming finishers over and over. <laughs> and the Undertaker <laughs> still kicked him out. And shit. Yeah, it was. It was like he kept picking out. He kept picking out at one, which is fine. But like, and we'll talk about SmackDown later. But the thing is, when you have Kofi keep going over all these guys, and then you have Brock destroy Kofi in five seconds, and then you have Cain Velasquez come out and make Brock look like a bitch, you're basically not making 
everybody else that's ever lost to Kofi or everybody else that's ever lost to Seth Rollins looked very good. Right. Like, it's it's one thing to make a guy look strong. You have to hit – I mean, I, I think 12's the low end. I think if you include the pedigree and shit, I think Obviously, it was 11 curb stomps and or the, something. And, the, and I think there's the next problem is now – you have to look at the curb stomp a little differently. You look at Seth a little differently. It was probably smart to keep them off of TV on Monday, period. You know, here's what happened, now, and now we can move on. We might have talked with Stallion about this the last time he was on the podcast, but Jason, what's my biggest pet peeve when I'm watching pay-per-views? People kicking out of everybody's finishers. Everybody's finishers. No finishers don't mean anything anymore. There's very few protected finishers. This is also a complaint that a lot of people have with New Japan. People that don't watch New Japan a lot because they might watch the big shows and they don't see the build ups. They don't watch the mixed tag matches. They think but I've never seen a New Japan show where I thought somebody was kicking out of too many finishers the way that this happened. It doesn't make anybody If you don't count, the, I mean, the Rainmaker's not necessarily a finisher, but... Yeah, I mean, the Rainmaker... He puts... I mean, Okada puts guys through a lot of Rainmakers. I sure. guess it's not a finisher. It might be more like a... There was a time where nobody kicked out of the Rainmaker for like two or three years. And I don't yeah. think anybody's kicked out of the one-wing angel ever, right? Uh, I think maybe Ibushi I one time. I think either Ibushi or Okada kicked out of it. Just one time, though. Yeah, yeah it's 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 super over like and super big strong. Deal. And the curb stomp was a strong finisher because they had it off TV. Mm-hmm. It was like, I mean, it was like known to be like a killer. It was so bad that they couldn't even televise it. Like they like banned it from him, and now they turn it into nothing. And Seth Rollins has looked like a fucking nerd for a while. Like, yeah, they made him look like a they made him look like a baby for crying in the corner for a bunch of times, and then they made. And it's not. Listen, it is not Seth Rollins' fault. But I really believe, because I, I, I've always said that Seth Rollins is one of the five best in the world. I think if you let him go, if, if he was allowed to fight in G1 matches where Vince wasn't calling everything, and you let him go against any of those guys. Put him in, instead of Moxley, you had Seth Put Rollins. him in an 18, oh, 19, 20-minute yeah. match. Have, still have, uh, Seth Rollins would be crazy good. Yeah, yeah. he would probably It's be, not Seth Rollins' fault. Or whatever. No, no, it's the not fault, the, the, the fault. problem's the booking. Totally. It has Problems nothing to do with the talent. It's totally the book, and it always is. I personally still get excited when I see so-and-so versus Seth Rollins one-on-one tonight. On yeah, Rollins. me too. Yeah. Oh, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins is a talent. It's just I love him. now we uh, overcompensation was the word I was coming up with when you were talking about him crying in the corner on, on Monday night, you know, coward or whatever. And now we've gone the complete opposite when you, he's just like, well, fuck human life. You know, I'm going to put this chair on him and now I'm going to put the you know, ladder on him. I'm going to hit him with the sledgehammer and all this stuff. I mean, it was totally off the wall. Real quick, why is a giant cartoon hammer okay, but Triple H's sledgehammer is not? Yeah, I don't this know. is just I don't know. one more thing where know. logic is out the window. And I have... That's the that that's where it comes down to is logic is out the window. The shitty thing, the shittiest thing about that main event, other than it being like a no finish main event, which they've done in Hell in a Cell. I think last year they had a no contest. Brock Lesnar came out a couple years ago. They had um, John Cena versus Bray Wyatt, and a little kid came out and told like spooked John Cena, and then Bray Wyatt rolled him up, which is actually. Worse than this one. I know everybody. I know there's recency bias. That one was worse than this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't even like the kid with Sister Abigail. No, I, re- I remember bitching about it. I but didn't. oh yeah, it was awful. This was before the podcast. This yeah. would mean you just used to stand out in the corner drunk outside of Jack Patrick, <laughs> like, smoking cigarettes and just screaming at each other. Right. 
Um, the worst thing about it is that the rest of the card was pretty good. Like, I yeah. thought I thought they told a pretty good story with, especially, like, Orton and Ali. Like, they told the story with Orton yeah. and Ali. And Orton, or, or that, you know, at the, you know, kind of game, you know, okay, I see was, you. It was a cool match, though. Yeah. And they told a story from front to back, which is really all you – it doesn't always have to be Ricochet and uh, Will Ospreay or anything, right. which I love those guys, but it doesn't always have to be that stuff. Sometimes you just tell a story in the middle of the ring, and that's what those guys did, and it was a fun match. And Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks fucking ruled, actually. I think the biggest issue was the first two matches were awesome. Uh, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, they got real creative with the Hell in a Cell. I especially love the throne spot where, like, it was Becky odd. put, like, the kendo sticks on the chair. Yeah, the chair on the, kendo up sticks. on the kendo sticks, yeah. And that was really creative, and she took that really hard bump, like, doing the doing the drop kick off of the apron. And then we had, like, a really well-executed just uh, tornado tag with, like, four veteran, like, performers. And I really liked that for, like, a standard professional wrestling match. was really good. And, uh... Then it, it kind of got off the rails a little bit, but I like the Kabuki Warriors, even though I would have liked to see a Japanese team go over on their merits instead of uh, Green Mist. That seems like really Vince racist-like eh, to me. Like, that doesn't bother me at all. It, I, I still got, I still popped whenever she did it. Uh, you know, there's <laughs> different levels of the mist. Is there? Yeah, the Green Mist just paralyzes them for a second. Red Mist paralyzes them for longer. Or No, Red Mist knocks them out. Yellow mist paralyzes them for like a minute this or something. This is some real D and D shit, I'm, and I'm I'm into it. <laughs> and then when you get into like when you get into like purple mist, then it get, starts getting kind of weird. But like I I liked it. I I love the Randy Ali match, even though I think they could have told a better story because Randy actually legit took Ali out of a title contendership like six months ago. Whenever Ali uh, took that kick badly and he got a concussion. And that's why we got that three-way. Because Ali was getting like a push, a deserved push, because that dude's a superstar. And uh, it he's, was... Uh, he's awesome. He, he's he's really great. And so I thought they could have like tied that in a little better. But the match itself was good. And that, that RKO uh, counter was very creative. Uh, but yes, all of those, it's like you can have like the best pay-per-view in the world. But then whenever you end it like that... It, it leaves a sour taste, like in your mouth. Yeah, I mean, it's like you, being you gotta like, stick the ending. You guys ever been on Pornhub and see those like like ruined yes. orgasms? Like it's like that. <laughs> Wait, I said yes too quick. Uh. <laughs> it's like it's like everything's awesome, and then they just, you just get kicked in the balls right when you're about to come. Uh, <laughs> Very relatable contact like. here. Uh, any other thoughts on the pay per view, Kurt? I was just thinking about how it sucks when you're about to nut right whenever they change positions. <laughs> And you're like, no, not now. <laughs> but uh, no, no other thoughts on that. That would have been, and that's gonna do it for our one count. That's so great. One, two, three. Uh, typical two beer fashion. What's the two count? Uh, let's do. Let's do dynamite. Uh, AW dynamite. All right. So I had a lot of fun with this. So I actually was off yesterday. I uh, did a whole bunch of productive shit. Uh, with my family. Must be nice. It it was. That was the one day off I had, you know, because we live in a capitalist society where our labor is exploited for profit. <laughs> but I had yesterday off and uh, took my kids to the homecoming parade. I had my <laughs> headphones in my pocket just in case it went a little long, but it didn't. We got home by 7 o'clock, and I turned on AEW Dynamite. And true to its name, this was a Dynamite show, right? So we opened with... Young Bucks versus Private Party. Killer. A tag match for the uh, tag tournament 
for the uh, inaugural winners of the AEW World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. And my favorite part about this, even though I, I slightly disagreed with the booking because I really think that the Young Bucks, in my opinion, should be the first inaugural champions just because you have to kind of solidify those guys as stars. But if they're going to do it, they did it right because they turned private party into stars in one night. In one night, these guys in, what was it, 15-minute match? Yeah, 15-minute match. 20. 20-minute match. It was a 20-minute time wave, but go ahead. Yeah, they turned private party into stars. And when is the last time that you saw that on national TV of somebody, a unknown act, a relatively unknown act, come in and get over to the degree that Private Party did. Okay. It was so, fantastic. So, so I'm, let's I'm, just start there. I'm going to play devil's advocate for 30 seconds on it. I think they did, They landed this perfectly. They did it exactly the way I would have done it myself. Bucks don't need any kind of help. They are a – you know who the Young Bucks are. They are a part of this coming in. You know who they are. They are established. Can I you, qualify it real quick? Go ahead. The only reason I'm saying that is I'm not talking to us. I'm talking to the 750,000 people that are tuning in that don't know AEW or don't know these people. I, I mean, I, I feel think, like I they, think you're both kind of right. Okay, so which is not something no, I say lightly because <laughs> because both that. both sides of the fence are watching it. What ultimately goes long term is getting private party over is making a big deal about how the Young Bucks have all these credentials. This is where your announce team comes in. They have all these credentials. They're the number one seed, yada, yada, yada. And then when Private Party goes over, they make it a big deal. How it's this upset? How Private Party is, you know, on this way to having this, you know, possible Cinderella run. You look out in the crowd. You see SCU, you know, you know, nodding with the affirmative. You know, you see, uh, what is it, and, and Helico and uh, – Jack Evans. Evans or whatever, you Ooh, know. There was a couple spots in that match. So I mean, that private party match that were ultimately, I think they crazy though. They got they got it right. I get what you're saying, but they did that with Jericho. Now here's a time where you can kind of go away and establish someone new at least to start. I'm not saying they're going to win it, but this is a great time they do it and they pulled the trigger. God bless them for I, it. And I loved it. Like whenever that AEW uh, show finished. And we'll go on to talk about the rest of it. But whenever it finished, I was going to switch over to NXT and watch my NXT record. And I almost didn't want to. Like, I was ready to watch AW Dynamite again. Yeah. Like, that's how that's hype how, I was yeah, about That's the show. how I know like, you got a good show because immediately I'm like, can we you get want to see watch the next it again? I, I wanted to see the next episode I mean, I got right away. No, no. He's saying he wanted to watch the same one he just watched. I did. I wanted to see that no, match again. Especially <laughs> like, let's, get, let's get the next one rolling. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you, get, you got some more of that email, damn it. <laughs> I understand that aspect. But I, I could have watched that show again, especially the very beginning. Like, you know, in the middle, it was whatever. Um had some good matches, but no, I won't say the it ending was, was really good. I was so say- if we look at, uh, if we want to like continue on right after the private party young bucks match, we had Jericho cut a dope promo. And I think really the big story here, a lot of people are talking about is, uh, Jericho, who's an absolute veteran. This dude's been doing it since the nineties. Did you put this shit on Instagram yet? Uh, I, I couldn't upload it because the they file said, size. Got uh, Excalibur, who's not to cut you off. Excalibur, who's very good at, uh, counteracting Jr.'s old mannishness and Shabbat. yeah, he really takes over during the matches because Excalibur knows the was really good, and he pointed out that 
the stat that 29 years ago in seven days was Jericho's debut in a professional wrestling ring, which yeah. is pretty wild. Did you hear them kind of like bump heads on calling a move? It was JR yeah. called it one, Excalibur called it the another, but it's yeah. still the same move. My favorite part, but JR though, was like, you know, well, it's still the same move, no well, matter how you want to call it. My favorite it. part like, was okay, whenever. Wait, really? We're good. I mean, JR's like cantankerous, man. He's, he's earned it. Excalibur called a Vader bomb, and Tony Giovanni's like, is that what they call it these days? And he's like, yeah. And JR was like, yeah, the Leon White bomb doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. Uh, Jericho came out with his new, I mean, the so is it, is it called a faction or is it called a stable? It's a, a faction. Stable? It's a faction, faction stable. Like, a stable has whatever. to be brought together by a manager, right? And a faction is just dudes getting together, right? Yeah. If you want to get semantic about it, then yeah. I mean, we're doing a wrestling podcast. Let's ask the professional. Let's ask Kurt Stallion. What's the difference between a faction and a stable? You nailed it on the head a second ago. Thank you very much. All right. I see, love getting go. that. See, man. We, see, we need to have like It's like more I just of... chopped you guys with knowledge. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me, boss. <laughs> you got me. Oh, wait. Which side is it? <laughs> all right. So I loved the Jericho promo, and I know people are all over this. Jericho promo. Stallion, did you see the Jericho promo? No, I haven't watched Dynamite yet. That was my goal for tonight. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. NXT. That, that the, what, the goal wasn't doing the podcast? I know, he said he's spending it here. That's, that that, that, that says City. a lot. The end, goal, the end goal for tonight when I go home and lay my head down is to put on Dynamite and go to sleep after it's finished. What a guy that he's here, like, because, I mean... If I hadn't seen Dynamite, I probably wouldn't have come to the <laughs> Jericho. So, well, I, uh, well, I think, and I was thinking about this in my own private thoughts about today. And I remember I this, about no, this thoughts, about our podcast <laughs> when we had Mr. Kurt Stallion interviewed. And we, talk, we brought this up. And I remember him very, very, very eagerly. And I think the words were, I'll chop the shit out of a motherfucker. Yeah, he did. When this <laughs> came up. So, yeah, I was like, okay. So, yeah, we're good to go there. We just got to make sure he, he gets there. But please, go ahead. Jericho cuts a great promo, puts over everybody. Everybody. The way you're supposed to. Put, yeah, he does exactly. He puts over LAX. He put, he put over Guevara hard. hard. Uh, puts over Jake Hager. Uh, everybody starts chanting, we the people. <laughs> And Jericho says, We the People is dead and buried. It was a bad gimmick by bad creative. And the place pops. I mean, pops. Oh, shout, shots And fired. then he talks about Jake Hager, and he goes, he's one of the baddest ass, whatever he says, MMA fighters out there. He goes, and that's a shoot. Now, listen, I, I'm not one to nitpick. Maybe I am. Uh, <laughs> I liked the promo a ton, and it, it really did get everybody over, and it made – you know, Jericho's never been the tippy-tippy-top of uh, promotion. He's never been the highest guy up there. He's always been Jericho. He's always been behind Triple H or behind Cena or behind The Rock or behind Austin or whatever. Uh, Jericho owned the fuck out of that promo. It was it was incredible. What, what did I say last week? This is how, I don't remember. Okay. I was drunk. This is how it's going to work. Jericho is going to do the talking, and everybody else is going to basically stand around and look good. It put the inner circle over. over. The inner circle is over. And Look, I could have stood there, and he'd have got me over, okay? But that's the beauty of Chris Jericho. You have him as the vocal piece, and then from that point, it, it, it reminds me of a New Japan faction. You got the heavyweight 
in this case, you got the champion in Jericho. You got the junior heavyweight, and I'll put that in quotes, in Sammy Guevara. You got the tag team with LAX. Yeah. You basically have the heavy in Jake Hager. I mean, and, it's, and then it's when as you, bias complete. And then you when get. you have a tag team match at the end of the night, which is Jericho and Guevara versus uh, Goldust, or sorry, Dustin Rhodes and Adam Page, you have Guevara do most of the work throughout the entire match because he's the youngest guy. He's the guy that can bump the best out of all. I mean, seriously, I mean, Jericho was the second youngest guy in that match. Yeah, and then you had a not necessarily a clean finish because there was interference and there was referee uh, distraction. But I know people are kind of getting down. I know you mentioned, uh, you know, kind of like the overrun. And I don't think they're going to be doing this every week, this this thing where we have – uh, a dozen people in the ring, like a schmoz at the end, but it really tied in about five storylines. Uh, yeah, and if we don't do it, if AEW doesn't do it a whole bunch, then that's fine. But we got the a continuation of the MJF storyline where everybody's expecting to turn on Cody. I really think they're going to do it when you least expect it. They're going to keep teasing this thing for six months to a year, and. We also had, uh, you know, just a lot of feuds like built up yep. into this thing, so it was super fun, uh, really good show. I'm I'm stoked for AEW Dark because I heard that uh, Omega and Joey Janela absolutely killed it. It was like a 30 minute uh, no sanctions match, uh, so we'll just have to see how that goes. But uh, Kurt Stallion, thoughts on AEW overall? It looks like a pretty nice place, pretty cool. I got a lot of buddies there. I'm happy for each and every one of them, and I hope that they have all successful careers. And I don't care too much about whatever war they may say is going on. My dog uh, is attacking Kurt Stallion right now. Right, though. I enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just a, I'm a WWE guy. I mean, it, it, was, uh, it was a fun night. I don't like Jericho saying shoot and creative in the promo. It's just it's just too cute for me. I didn't like the schmaz at the end. I loved I'll I'll defend it. It established here's faction number one, bad guy faction out of the ring, good guy faction inside of the ring. And that's basically and you can kind of see where the matchups kind of go and you can see where future, you know, matches lie. I don't necessarily have a problem with this. I think a lot of people are, are we're doing this. This is what they're one, two, three, four, four pay per views and two shows. So six total shows all together. Oh, so yeah. it's not going to happen overnight. You're going to have to do it over time. Here's the thing. So, yeah, it might not be something that you like, but the end game is we've established here are the good guys, here are the bad guys, here are the potential that matchups. Is, that was, that's really nitpicky of me. Um, I was flipping in between NXT and AEW the entire night. I'm just saying that's really nitpicky of me, but that this is only two nights in the AEW, man. It's only two nights in the AEW, and this is how good they are already. And if the crowds are going to stay that hype because the crowds put a lot into that shit, man. The crowds are so great. That's the one thing that I – definitely take away from it is that the crowd the they wanted to succeed the perspective yeah. just looks different full cell looks like an amazing place to wrestle an amazing place to 
watch it just because of crowd interaction and participation. It's just something to be said about 13,000, 14,000 people. So let's go to NXT from last night. Because sure. I think we covered everything. I, I, oh, I liked having Moxley and Spears. I would like to see Moxley cut a promo in the middle of the ring at some time. I would like to see Tully Branchard. Uh, Havoc and Darby Allen are not my flavor, but I, I like... Uh, Darby I, Allen's the shit. I thought Darby <laughs> Allen's going to be a star. And that skateboard down the ramp to flying knee on Jericho, I mean... You the got, flying knee was bad. You got to yeah, know. I was about to say, you got to I loved that it. Up. You got to know, like, teenagers love it. There hasn't been a single thing as cool as that on wrestling TV in a while. That was just... That was just downright cool. That was oh, the most creative thing I've seen in a long time. I mean, and really, they haven't even, they haven't even busted the, uh, busted the Omega trap yet. Like Omega's really no, who not. Who knows what's going on with him, man? They haven't really even made him look like a star that much, though. And I feel he's, like he's their doing biggest... that on purpose. Like I feel exactly. like they know. Oh no, that... yeah, they gotta hold him back, and they yeah. gotta hold back the Lucha Brothers too. Yeah, like they can't unload. It can't unload everything at once. And I totally Introduce get it. those who they don't know yet. First, uh, let's talk about. Uh, NXT on Wednesday night, uh, which ended up with a great match between Kushida and Walter. Better than I thought it would be. I know that those people probably don't uh, really attract that many casual viewers, but if anybody was just had USA on, if, if some people just had USA on, that was a fun match. Thoughts on that, Jason? No, or I'm just in the uh, no, NXT. Just, uh, like we, Gulak and Leo Rush were awesome. Uh, first thing I, I noticed off the bat is that they rebranded the uh, cruiserweight title as the NXT cruiserweight title. So that leads me more to believe that 205 Live is pretty much on the way out the door and it's going to mer- merge into uh, NXT, which is fine. I think it, it's perfect for. Yeah, what are they going to do? 205 Live after Friday? No, night I think they'll just they'll have like two uh, cruiserweight matches. And if they want to do two, uh, a 205 Live hour, great. If not, then you still got it at full sale. It's perfect. Leo Rush is perfect. He should have never left NXT. See, this is the classic case of, you know, trying to be too cute and putting him with Bobby Lashley when. It, it, it you had no reason to Bobby Lashley doesn't need to, anybody to talk for him. Bobby Lashley's a monster. Just ah, let him go in the ring that wasn't and destroy. A bad act. It, it wasn't a bad act, but it didn't act. do anything for Leo Rush, and ultimately it didn't yeah, do anything did. for Bobby Lashley. Just it made it him more ba- famous. It, 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 it made him more famous, and then it, when he's back to NXT and he's had more success in NXT, back to NXT, better NXT's matches, the shit. It, better matches, and so ultimately that worked. Going back to NXT, he should have never left. If he was go, if you're gonna do it, then they should be doing both the way they're doing with Walter and uh, Imperium. You could have like, uh, ooh Lord, you could have like what? Uh, you could have a, a taped uh, Walter match and then have him come on NXT now. Same thing with Leo Rush. You could have did it then when NXT was being taped. They chose a different route, and that's your business. I'm just saying that Leo Rush should have never left, been pulled off NXT. He was perfect for NXT. Now that you've got the cruiserweight title there, it makes even more sense. I'm just saying. That dude's had a roller coaster year. That's all that's all I want to say. And maybe there's there's probably things that we don't know. Okay. And I'll be more I'm, than happy, I'm just happy to say for him because yeah, he's ultimately had a that's what's up. And, and, okay. and good for him. And I hope and this is not racial, I hope he brings the black back to that cruiserweight title because it looks better on a black belt. Le- leather belt, black leather belt. Okay. You, you see me looking at you, right? I'm like, where the fuck are you going with this? Yes, it needs to be black leather belt. Please, Kurt Stallion, jump in. So how the fuck about that Isaiah Swerve, Scott, and Roderick uh, Strong match? Yeah, Dude, see, that was money. Like, shit was both those guys. Badass. 
this is why I want Swerve to stay on NXT because he's perfect for NXT. All you got to do now is let him get on the mic and he will be one of the next big baby faces. If you want to move Dream over or move him up to, you know, challenge Adam Cole or whoever is at the top, Swerve is right there to, to pick up that slack. He is going to be an amazing – I would – a part of me thought he was going to go over for like 30 seconds, but he got over, which ultimately is all that matters, all that matters. At, the end, at the end of the day. We just need to get him more matches, get him more on the scene, everything else to take care of himself. I mean, the dude's got way too much talent for him to be sitting on the sidelines for too much longer. Hell, it's NXT. He'll get his chance. Dude, Roderick Strong has been on NXT for a long time, and uh, I feel like he's still underrated even on NXT, and NXT fans know him, but like that dude's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Same thing with Kyle O'Reilly. And Shane Swerve Strickland, what was it, Isaiah Scott, Scott, um, his his new name, regardless of what it is, he'll get over because this guy, I was introduced to him in MLW uh, whenever I started watching MLW, like, you know, whenever they started uh, on YouTube, champion. like, I watched it from episode one, you Former know, MLW champion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this guy, this guy's a star, and that was a, a great showcase for them. Um, typical, like, kind of, like, some... Uh, some funny uh, booking on the the dream uh, aspect of uh, you know talking about uh, his private parts. Yeah. That, that's some uh, that's some like okay. uh, some some childish humor, but it still got over. You know, did it though? I don't know. Yes, we'll see. Okay, I feel like it did. Okay, I guess the, the crowd reacted in a positive manner in yeah. terms of how they wanted backstage. Everybody was laughing, and they kept laughing until the picture was taken down because it was interrupted by Champa's music, music, which was the perfect way to cut away from that to take your brain immediately off that, so you're not dwelling on it, and then go to the next big thing. That's that's a great analysis. Okay, so is Champa coming back too early? This is eight months, maybe past neck surgery, and and he has I a match not, next week. Against uh, Angel Garza on NXT next week. Yeah, I'll, I'll look Angel Garza is a fucking star. Okay, that would uh, the man speaks. Is it a too early? Do you think this is going to be a long match? Well, Chump hasn't taken a bump, and that's good because uh, I mean, from what I heard, it's like twelve months, like minimum, for that kind of injury and and recovery. Uh, but sh- it should Champa be on TV right now? Uh yeah, if you're you're trying to pop ratings and you know you got NXT like Champa is he I mean he was NXT for a long time and uh he can be a star. You guys remember whenever uh Steve Austin like Owen Hart like broke his neck and when was Steve Austin the biggest star in the company? Uh when he broke his neck and he wasn't even fucking wrestling. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. like Champa being on NXT TV like down with it like I don't think that uh, Paul Levesque or anybody is going to risk that dude's health for anything. Like, uh, he's 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 amazing. So I I'm not like necessarily like worried about that. Uh, I'm not a scientist or anything. But he hasn't taken a bump. He can be on TV. It's phenomenal. What did you think about the main event? Oh, dude! Like you hear Walter and Kushida, and you're like smarks like we are, and you're like, yeah, thank you, uh, and I. I thought it was great. Like, you know, they, they worked like, this is not like a pay-per-view match, but it was really fucking good. I joked uh, with Bill. I said, I prepared for this match by watching large Austrian fucks, tiny Asian on Pornhub. 
but I only watched like <laughs> the first 30 seconds, about 45 seconds of the middle, and then the last 30 seconds. But it was still four and three quarter stars. So let's ask the professional, <laughs> Kurt Stallion, what did you think about the main event? It was badass, and uh, probably going to watch it if I'm still awake after Dynamite again, just because I really enjoyed that show. I feel like everybody was given the go to go out there and fucking just put on the best match they had they could with the time that they had and everybody delivered in that aspect because they I guess apparently people fucking feel competition uh, because everybody's working hard as fuck and it's appreciated so I'm just looking forward to watching some wrestling tonight okay so go ahead go ahead I was just gonna say that's the best part about this like you know we can get all smirky and like talk about you know different stuff but Really, my favorite part about this week was I was so invigorated to be a wrestling fan. You know, I, I got home Tuesday and I watched AEW Dark and I watched NAW Power, um, both of which were awesome. And then I was so stoked for watching AEW Dynamite and NXT USA. And I'm even hyped for Friday for, for SmackDown because now we have a draft. And I'm just like... So into it. I and Monday was uh, the New Japan on the road show, uh, which was solid. Like I, I know, like if yet. you look at the card and you you see like a bunch of mixed what? tags and stuff. You haven't watched it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed myself. Trust me. I'm, Jason dude, yeah, hasn't I'm, watched I'm, it. I'm very disappointed. It was really myself. good. We had a, a, a Okada Sonata like uh, contract signing. Yeah. And even though you can't understand like Japanese, I mean, I can't. Maybe you can. I don't know. I can't. Uh, but their promos like were still like very natural and like I was like hyped for it. And then the mixed tag matches all got over the singles matches that are coming up. Uh, we had Suzuki and Liger in a tag match, but the majority of the match was Suzuki and Liger. And then we had um, you know, all of the main event guys in the main event angles, and the, yeah, they're wrestling tag matches, but it's all to build, you know. So like those matches, those shows are not to be missed. You know what I mean? I know it's easy to skip over them, but it was two hours. And I, I put it on, and I was, like, washing dishes and doing laundry, and it's had on my iPad, and it's all Japanese commentary, and that's an issue for some people because Kevin Shit. Kelly's not telling you everything. Shit. But He's hitting up! Throw it on and enjoy the wrestling, man, because <laughs> it's good wrestling. This was an amazing week to be a wrestling fan. It's an amazing week to have a wrestling podcast. Uh, it's an amazing week for Kurt Stallion to join us. To bring it back to the two count... Which was NXT. Oh God, we're uh, still on the two count. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Last week you were pissed off because there were too many counts. This year we have. Or this week we haven't even gone through two. Uh, I like what NXT is doing, and this is this is all I'm saying is that piggybacking off of uh, Zach's point is that NXT has advertised for next week Pete Dunne versus Damian Priest, which is going to be fun, and then two weeks from now we have Roddy Strong versus Velveteen Dream for the North American title. So they're not slacking off like WWE usually does without announcing shit ahead of time. So that's exciting for me. Uh, competition makes everything better. A rising tide floats all boats, all that shit, right? No, the, no, the, the professional said it at least a couple of times it just in, in passing comments where, you know, it might need not be competition to Kurt Stallion. He doesn't feel it, but... It's talked about around him. It's, you know, felt by others that are in his circle. So in some form or fashion, there is competition, you know, whether, you know, 
Kurt Stallion wants to invest in that or not. I'll let the man speak for himself on that one. But he said it, and there's something to that. Now, you know, how this ultimately all unfolds, we don't know. Like I said, everybody's so focused on AEW, but there's a lot of other independent wrestling promotions out there. MLW is going to be there for the foreseeable future. NWA just debuted, and it was tons of fun. Impact, I think, gets a, a, gets very little credit. It's probably the best um, roster that you never heard of. Obviously, Gory Pro, because, you know, that's our, our – uh, yeah, that's our organization. We sponsor – help sponsor echelon. them. So, yeah. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of different – options to choose from you just got to find the niche that best fits you run with it and fuck what everybody else says and that's gonna do it for our three counts our two count one two three all right and for the three count we have to talk about uh SmackDown debuting on Fox. It's debuting on one of the big four, and we have to talk about what kind of foot they put forward because this is something that nobody, none of us, none of us has ever seen in our lifetime, <laughs> unless you count Saturday Night Main Event on NBC, which ah, yes, we, which used to come on <laughs> after Saturday Night Live. I mean, it used to come on at midnight. That was the this shit. is not the same thing though. We're talking about primetime, big four. Friday night, um, and I was uh, looking forward to talking to you about this, Jason, because you usually come into the bar when I'm bartending on Friday night, and you didn't come in that night. No, man. See, they they spoiled Wednesday night for me. That was obviously the premiere week of uh, NXT going on USA and then AEW Dynamite's first week. So what were your thoughts when Cain Velasquez came in? The knee-jerk reaction was that it looked like Rey Mysterio was bringing down his big brother to, to help beat up Brock Lesnar. Or his oldest son. Whatever. I mean, and I get it, but and I'm not, but that was just, that's just me, okay? At first, I thought it was Dominic because it was so far away, but then as he walked closer, okay, it's Cain Velasquez. All right, so this is the way, that was my first reaction. This is where we're going. We're doing sports entertainment. We're going to push hard for it. We're going to get the mainstream, the casual fan, whatever word, phrase, verbiage you want to use, we're going to get those eyes on this product. Yeah, but so, it seems like capital S sports and lowercase e entertainment. Though, but right? that okay, but that's for you to decide. That's the individual person to decide. But it you, seems like Fox wanted a more sports-oriented thing. They right, were having tail with the tape and shit. Okay, that's why you're bringing Tyson Fury in. That's why you're bringing Cain Velasquez <laughs> in. That's why you're having this big... Um, press conference in Las Vegas. I'm not saying it's for me. I'm a wrestling guy. I like wrestling. I know. This is sports entertainment. Okay, and now they're pushing hard on that angle. That's that's their business. Okay, now it's up to me to decide whether I want to keep watching this or not. For the moment, I'm not a huge fan of it, but this is going to crown jewel, so I understand that this is going to be, you know, a bunch of stuff that I don't necessarily want to like. And not going to invest in. So we can go past that. We can go on to Survivor Series. I like Survivor Series five-on-five matches. To me, that's fun. So I can get back into this. 
I'll give you October off, but you got to understand that this is the way that they're going to go. It's going to be hard on sports entertainment. It's going to be hard to get the casual viewer in. So, Kurt Stallion, uh, when you see something like this happen on the very first episode of SmackDown, when they bring in a couple of non-wrestlers, do you just think, well, this is WWE. This is not the same thing as professional wrestling. This is kind of the Disney World of professional wrestling or are you kind of like man why are they bringing in non-wrestlers when they have all these other wrestlers that can work nope disney world was a good way to put it yeah and, uh, definitely like uh wwe is just a different animal in and itself and like when they bring in guys such as kane velasquez or tyson fury uh the way i see it is they're like they're on Fox now. They're doing all this shit on Fox. It's like to a, appeal to a certain kind of fan, which they already have on lockdown, and I see that as like the NASCAR fan, the guys that religiously just have it on Fox all the time and fucking get off on that shit. They're trying to take that and lump those two together and create this supermarket of just this type of person, essentially, and that's to appeal to the new viewers to stick them in. And then everybody else just gets the stuff they're used to prior to the wrestling. And the yeah, I mean, <laughs> when when I see, as a wrestling fan, when they bring in somebody like Cain Velasquez, and I knew who he was, I had it on at the bar, and there were a bunch of casual fans, which, of, sport, of course, all the casual fans at the bar are always like, oh, you like wrestling? And then... There's a football game over here. There's a baseball game over here. But everybody's just watching the wrestling. Like, every, like they're all like, ah, you watch wrestling? It's like, yeah, I watch wrestling. And then all of a sudden, an hour later, everybody's like, who is this guy? Oh, oh, shit. And they're watching the ladder match between Owens and Shane. They're like, oh, my God, how is he not dead? It's like, yeah, I know. It's professional wrestling. It fucking rules. But the thing is, when I'm watching it, and I knew who Cain Velasquez was, and when we'll get to Brock squashing Kofi in a second, because I have a lot of thoughts on that, too. But when Cain Velasquez comes in, I know who he is, but everybody else is like, who the fuck is this guy? Because Cain Velasquez is not a household name. That's not Conor McGregor. That's not even Brock Lesnar, even before Lesnar was in WWE. But they treated him like when he walked out there, looking like I do with my shirt off, it doesn't, it, it doesn't pop the crowd. The crowd didn't really know what to think. Now, the announcers went over and above themselves trying to put him over, which I get. And I also get why Vince wants him because Vince is trying to appease Fox because there's so much money there and they're going to fucking Saudi Arabia. But I don't know why they keep... I don't know why they want me to try to watch MMA because if I want to watch MMA, there's plenty of MMA to watch out there. What I like to watch is professional wrestling and I like watching Brock Lesnar because he's the bull in the china shop he's the only one there that looks that he's the only one there that wrestles the way that he does and i know that people hate brock lesnar but i don't mind watching a guy take 12 suplexes in a row i really don't mind it thoughts anybody zach i love watching brock lesnar suplex the fuck out of people i do too <laughs> man yeah like i i wasn't negative on the king velasquez thing mostly because um because it's WWE, you got to look at it from a business standpoint. You're not looking at it to necessarily pop your hardcore audience. You're looking at it to grow audience, and it did exactly that. Uh, if you look at their YouTube views, uh, the Kane Velasquez spot had 
triple it's YouTube like 6.5 views. million on YouTube sounds ridiculous. I'm like, good lord. Yeah, triple anything just on the first day, and then it uh, it sounds like it got way better. Yeah, it's like you know, at that point, it's so, like 20 million or some nonsense. I mean, that's my thing. You just you just got to know like kind of what they're gearing towards. Same thing with Tyson Fury. I'm actually surprised that they declined Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes because that's the kind of stuff they want. When we see this draft, you know that uh, the draft on Fox on Friday, like uh, like Troy Aikman's probably going to be on that show. You know what I mean? Like, Man, you better they're going to they're they're get, like, people. You better stop. Troy Aikman so? have, no, Troy Aikman have a heart attack if you, get, you try to put him on that draft. Yeah, a heart you attack when he sees all the zeros at the end of the fucking check coming on <laughs> fucking WWE SmackDown. Ain't no way I Troy didn't say Joe Buck. <laughs> Joe Buck ain't going on that Either shit. or would be on that bad boy, okay? I'll just say this. SmackDown was going to, was used to be the wrestling show. It just now it sounds like it's going to be the second part of the sports entertainment show. That said, um, NXT is still around. That's always going to be a good thing. Ultimately, we're just going to have to kind of sit back and watch this thing unfold. And look, I'm mean, like I said, it's probably not going to be for me, but I'm not going to be one of those guys that's going to sit here and say, no, I'm not going to ever watch, you know, turn in my, you know, WWE card. I'm always going to watch because I'm – no, SmackDown, I've got the sneaky suspicion, is going to be more of an extension of Raw where you're going to have more, you know, mainstream stars that are going to be, you know, a part of Raw and or SmackDown. The only thing I can say about the draft, it, it, and I guess if this is correct or not, I don't, I'm not sure, that you're not going to see Heyman and or Bischoff on there. And I think that's that's a golden opportunity right there to, you know, to They don't look up. like they're doing authority figures. The only reason I snatched this microphone out of Bill's hand and not Kurt Sain's hand, I mean, like, yeah, you I'm just you just saw, yeah, you just saw what happened that boy, like about I'm hour not going to do that, yeah. But uh, the only reason I I did was because it's going uh, away. You guys bit. scoffed at me. <laughs> Y'all scoffed at me whenever I said that SmackDown was going to do four million viewers. It did three point nine. So. You scoffed. No, no, no. They did it. No, a guilty is charged. Okay, I'll be the first to admit it. I guess it's like when I say. I got six inches for you. I got five and three quarters. It's still the same thing. I hear you still six inches. You rounded up. I'll just say this. I underestimated underestimated the fact of the casual viewer jumping into a two-hour SmackDown. I'll give you that. Now, that said, you're going to have to keep this momentum going. So, you're going to have to be as soon as – Tyson Fury comes out, somebody else is going to come in. So it's going to be a rotation of guys that are not necessarily full-time guys. And like I said, this is just going to be up to us to kind of, you know, pick and choose what we like and what we don't like about it because it's not going to change anytime soon. NXT is the new wrestling show, Raw and SmackDown, or it's now sports entertainment. Hey, Jason, was there a uh, puddle underneath you after the Rock segment? Honestly, no, because I mean, you, you, look, you know that's my boy. I mean, goddamn, I mean, come on. I know you love it. Yeah, I love it. But I mean, it just you knew where this was going. You know, he got you know, uh, STD got that chant going, which was always good. Uh, Burger King on crack, which was funny. Um, it's it was classic rock, but uh, then it just probably went like you know five minutes too long. Just whoop his ass. Bigger bigger question: Did Becky seem like she belonged in the segment that big? 
Yes. Now, at this point, she's – if it's not – for me, it's if it's not Charlotte, it's Becky. To me, these are the faces of the women's division. Becky more so the recent face, Charlotte the 10-time face. Um, Becky is the cover – part cover girl of your WWE video game. Uh, you had her on Austin a couple weeks back. Yeah, I mean, she's been champ since April. I mean, what? But I'm, there's not much more I can even put her over as this much. It, it makes sense. If it wasn't her, then I don't. I don't know who it would be. All right, and that'll do it for our three counts. One, two, three. Jason, tell us about F and B Eatery. Man, that Joker was packed on the way over here. F and B Eatery on the corner of 3453 Southampton, uh, Southampton and Marquette. On the way over, fighting traffic, my stomach was growling. I was thinking to myself, man, it's something good. Like a burger would be amazing to eat right He's now. And I kind of looked over and I saw through my window. A packed F&B eatery. I'm thinking to myself, all the goodies that could possibly be imagined, smashed burgers, hot dogs, food for the kitties, you name it, alcoholic beverages, just in case if you were like me, having a long day, you can get a beer and a burger and keep it moving on the way to the podcast. 3453 F&B eatery. Tell them that Ban from Ringside sent you. This is Ban from Ringside. All right, there's uh, a bunch of... Odds and ends. I mean, it was a big week of wrestling. I'll wait till Zach's done from over there ordering the pizza, but to talk about NWA because I do want to talk about NWA. I'll say the man watched NWA. We could talk with the man about it. I know, but uh, I just were, watched the Eddie Kingston match. There was a, and I saw okay. So uh, there you go. So for anybody that hasn't watched NWA Power. Power. Three, three R's, right? Three R's. Uh, for anybody who hasn't watched it, and I listened, or I saw some shit on Twitter this week saying, oh, you got to watch NWA Power, and Zach was saying it, and of course, Zach's like, Zach likes everything. Like, me and Zach went and saw the Dark Tower movie, and that <laughs> movie sucked. This is the worst sucked. example. That movie sucked dick. Can I give And you- he and I had both read, hold on. He and yes. I had both read all seven books of the series, and it's a Stephen King thing. And we were like, "Okay, let's get stoned, and we'll go. We're gonna go watch uh, the Dark Tower movie starring Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey." And we went and saw it, and I was sitting there, and I was like, "This is the worst fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. Like, it was terrible." And then we we'll walk out, and Zach's like, "It was pretty fucking good, right?" And I'm like, "No, dude, it wasn't. It here's, sucked." Here's the difference: Bill Bill started reading those books, and he read all seven as an adult. I've been reading those books since I was ten years old. And I waited 20. Yeah, but we both watched the movie as an adult. I watched it a second time, and I hated it. (laughs) But the first time, I was so thrilled to see Dark Tower on screen. What I was saying about NWA Power. Uh, Yeah, this is a perfect analogy. What I was saying about NWA Power is that uh, Zach was talking it up. I saw a bunch of people talking it up. I listened to a podcast that talked it up, and I was like, there's no way it's that good. NWA Podcast? A different, po- yeah, a different podcast. Uh, it was a political podcast, but somehow it came up. Um, <laughs> so they start. I watched it. It's it's fucking great, man. It is like a real like antidote to if like everything that kind of not saying that it looks the same, but everything kind of has the same general when you're watching on TV at least. Can I give you another analogy? It's the Stranger Things of wrestling. It's nostalgia. Like wrapped in well, quality. nothing. I mean, everything looks really old school, but 
like genuinely old school. Not like they're trying to make it look old school. Yeah. It looks old school. I mean, Stranger Things the, is the same way. I love that Aldous promo where he just stood and looked right at the camera as the announcer guy, that their mean Gene Standin, I don't know his name, unfortunately, but he held the mic in front of his face, and he just cut this six-minute promo where he kind of put over NWA, kind of put over a bunch of people, and then there was just wrestling. Dude, and, it's a breath of fresh air. It's like it really is different. Georgia Championship wrestling, wrestling on the network. It's like watching, uh, you know, Mid South. Uh, it's studio wrestling. They're doing, they're cutting promos right in front of a crowd. Like we've watched Kurt Zion cut promos right in front of a crowd, and there's like a different vibe to that than you know, like when it, when they're reacting to what you're saying. Like so, like how do you feel as far as you know being the only one of us that's ever done this? Like when the crowd is reacting to you, like that changes like how you go about what you're doing, right? Absolutely. It took me a few years to grasp that and like figure out the the swing of things essentially and how to go about verbiage and when to I guess speak and when to not speak. But uh it it was definitely a learning process because I've gone out there and just fucking uh, one thing I think about all the time is they had me, when I first started training in Odessa, Texas, I had a couple matches already. They had me go talk to, like, a middle school at a pep rally where we were holding the show, and I fucking was just like, your teachers are going to tell you that you can't do shit, <laughs> and let me let's just let you know that you don't have to listen to them. Like, it was really, I always think back to that, I'm like, just like, God damn like, <laughs> like if i was an adult listening to that i would have went out there and grabbed the mic and like, how old okay, were you sir thank you uh 22 you worked yourself into a shoot yeah dude I'd... <laughs> <laughs> you need a button for that one <laughs> man that would be a good button you worked your... before you leave you gotta say that for me so i can put it into a button that's you worked great. yourself into a shoot yeah, that's great now for me uh nwa power reminded me of um the old TBS Saturday nights, 5.05 Central Standard Time, where, you know, 6.05 on the East, and it would be that one, two hours of NWA wrestling where, you know, you would have Flair and the Horsemen. That was, it had that, like, studio feel to it. The wrestling was good. They, it, I mean, for an hour, you know, here's the guy you need to know. Here's your champion. Here's your tag team champions, you know, Big card guys, so on and so forth. So you basically did a, a fast hour of wrestling, all rolled up, got it done, and then you had a cliffhanger at the end with Nick Aldis and Camille. You know, Camille gets knocked down by Nick Aldis and doesn't necessarily look like she's too thrilled about it, but then Nick Aldis kind of cuts her off, you know, don't talk to her, you know, you're taking away from, you know, Storm and I's moment or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, I thought for an hour, if you like – MLW, you should easily be able to pick up NWA Power. It's an hour just like MLW, and I got the sneaky suspicion it will be something kind of similar to it, obviously booked differently because you obviously you got different promotions, but like I said, it, it, so far so good. For the first episode makes me like, okay, I can't wait for the next episode. This is banned from ringside. Uh, what you think about Brazongo's return on NXT? <laughs> I love Brazongo. Now, you know how much I love Brazongo. Because you were the guy I was thinking about when this was happening. I think Fandango is so underrated. 
Like, when he was I in front of the chick swiveling his hips, I was like, dude, they need to make that. That's their next gimmick. However, you, if you want to spin that off into some sort of comedy segment where, like, Fandango thinks, like, he's a stripper or is whatever, big, he's, he does that way too well is to there not a, work with that. Is there a crazier example of a guy putting over another guy on WrestleMania in terms of where they ended up 10 years later than Jericho and Fandango? Like, Jericho put over Fandango 10 years ago. I, I, I mean, I think about that. I mean, probably about 10 years ago, right? No, it's Maybe like 2011 more. or something? I think it was longer than that, but I might be wrong. Go ahead. Um, I mean, I can't think of anybody. Like, Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> he's not used to the basement. Yeah, uh, I was about to say, he's cut Zach off. Zach just tripped, which is <laughs> way more embarrassing than me taking two chops from Stallion. <laughs> no shit. You took uh, that like a band. Um, <laughs> thank you. One. They hurt like a the <laughs> first one. <laughs> he's like, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. The first one he did. That's great. Um, <laughs> now I lost my train of thought. What are you saying? I was talking about uh, Fandango, Fandango and Jericho. Yeah. Jericho put over Fandango at WrestleMania in the curtain jerker, which at, at, at the time seemed right because Fandango was over huge. Everybody was singing a song and everything. But in retrospect, it seems pretty insane that Jericho is now sitting atop uh, an actual competitor to WWE and Fandango is jobbing out on it, – it's it's – there's nothing wrong with jobbing on NXT. No, I was and, say, God forbid. I say, yeah, I would love to take a. No, that, no I'm not going to say that. I saw ooh, what you just yeah, did. You I just saw what job, you just did. No, 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 no. I did. No, no, I did not say that. Um, at the end of the day, I'll I'll go this far. Bre- Brizango is going is one of those teams that should have never left NXT. They're perfect for NXT. Fandango, if you wanted to make him like the North American Championship, or better yet, make Brizango Tag Team Champions, you could definitely go that route, and I think that would be absolutely amazing because I mean they're just entertaining, you know. At they're also the end, incredible workers. Yeah, Both. I was getting ready to say Tyler Breeze. I don't think ever gets enough credit because when I started watching NXT towards the beginning, <laughs> not the you know this is the we're going to leap through this this and another NXT like. This Tyler incarnation Breeze. of NXT. Yeah, and Ty- that Tyler, Tyler Breeze, Breeze Velveteen Dream big, match was yeah, fucking great that was on a that good, and takeover. Fandango is has turned in from what was a comedy act into a legit who, who do you guy see, that can go. Who do you see taking on Adam Cole? Didn't do it. No, I didn't do it. I was getting ready to hand the mic, but since you want me to do, do it. Who do you see taking on Adam Cole, baby? Baby! For the next uh, NXT Championship. Do you think it's going to be Ciampa? you think it's going to be uh, Finn? Can it please be Matt Riddle? Uh, they already did that. I think it was all four of them. I mean, I would love Ooh, to see all four of them. I'd dude, love to see. I mean, Kurt Ciampa just turned. Kurt Ciampa. Kurt Sian just turned this into, like, Bill's wet dream. Oh, man. You were. <laughs> because Bill were, loves were, the multi-man matches. You were stoned as hell. No, I like triple threats, bro. Yeah, but, you know, like, we all love, like, a threesome, but then you, like, you throw, like, I mean, you throw, like the dad in Riddle, the mix, and then, like, it's, Riddle, it's is, Riddle is obviously a champion coming up soon, right? Yeah. Riddle is obviously a future NXT championship Future NXT champion, if not a future WWE champion. That's just, how good that motherfucker is. That's how over that he is. Before either of them get called up. And I know that's a thing. You know, it's like now NXT is like, 
an an equal brand, and we shouldn't say like called up, right? Because like that, like yeah, I think you have to. I think we have to abandon that completely yeah. because they're all. I mean, and we all we've all there's known. as much NXT time as there is SmackDown time. I was waiting to see how it played out in the draft and if they're involved in that or not, because then I'll take it as a legitimate brand. Actually, that's true because I heard they weren't, and that's a bummer because they should be. Do you have in, do you have inside information, Kurt? No, I do not. This is all my. No, I was going to say I'll, I'll piggyback on what uh, Two Beer was saying that uh, NXT is not going to be a part of the draft, so it would basically be Raw and SmackDown drafting yeah. the two, drafting the roster or whatever the case may be. I mean, that's a really good point. And um, that way, if you want to bring in shit, you bring in professional wrestler. He's got the good point, huh? Yeah, right. Um, if you want to fill in, bring in fill in the blank. You can. If not, you can. Hopefully, keep the rosters kind of like the way it was before the "quote unquote" wild card rule. It'd be tight if John Cena went to NXT. <laughs> that would it, be. I tight. mean, it'd be cool. If, <laughs> I mean, I, I like what NXT does overall. Like, I think bringing in Finn Balor, maybe one other dude, is probably all they need because let's just give it. Let's just give it a little while and let those guys have two hours. Everybody's conditioned to watch Raw on Monday nights. Friday night SmackDown's a big thing, so let's just see what happens on Wednesday nights when you don't like. Don't bring John Cena in there. Don't bring. Don't have Roman Reigns come down for a match. Nobody wants to see that shit. If I was at full sale, I mean, it'd be cool to see Roman Reigns, but I'll tell you what, I'd rather watch Matt Riddle versus Dream or some shit like that, or just fucking. I'd rather watch Roderick Strong versus anybody. I think that's. I think that's my favorite dude on NXT. Yeah, to I'm, be honest, I'm, I'm happy for Finn because that dude has a main roster contract, like old school main roster contract. And he's getting paid the same to work fewer dates and have better wrestling matches and get over better with fans than he was on the quote unquote main card. Uh, so, on just like a personal real level, like that dude is doing fantastic, and I can't wait for uh, Prince Deva to have some matches against Kushida. Okay, so you don't don't from cut my ass off. Don't be don't be talking about that. I was trying to cut his nonsense. ass off. I was about to say, don't talk that Bullet Club nonsense, okay? I was about to say, that that might be a, your wet dream, but I don't what think Bullet that's happening. Bullet Club happened. nonsense? Somehow he thinks that, like... Uh, that Finn Balor won't face Kushida? I think that's a natural... No, no, no. I think that's very natural. I'm saying that there won't be a formation of a oh, Bullet no, Club. Oh, no, I'm just saying Prince Devitt to evoke those okay. emotions yeah, from, all right. like, the wrestling smarts that, like, okay. before Finn Balor. That's all. I don't think that Finn Balor's going back to... Prince Devitt. I don't okay. even think he's turning heel because that right. dude's over as fuck. Like okay. he's gonna be a baby face. I don't I don't want to cut anybody off. Don't do it then. No, I'm sorry, you can go. This is banned from Okay, uh I just want to say that Dick. last thing before we get into birthdays and everything, I just want to say that I watched a lot of wrestling this week. Mm. Like even more than usual because I took off Monday and Tuesday, so I just kind of sat home and watched a bunch of wrestling. Look at you! I know. Well, I was it's sick. like he's got a podcast or something. I, I was sick. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was about to say don't cough on me. When I say sick, I mean forty-eight hour hangman. <laughs> but uh, so I just want to say that after watching all that wrestling this week, that it feels like. It's spreading out. It feels like there's more guys getting chances every single week. Like, we had Aleister Black uh, win a uh, a handicap match against Singh Brothers, who have a really funny uh, new gimmick, which I really like. And where's Aleister Black been? That, that's a product of having so much talent. Like, dude. Yeah, but I'm saying he's back this it's week. The him. Viking Raiders uh, had a big... I, 
I love War Machine. I know Viking Raiders is a stupid name, Thank but you. they had a big win against Rude and Dolph Ziggler. They're fighting for the championship next sure. week. Okay, okay uh, next Apollo week. Cruz and Ricochet got like eleven or twelve minutes on Raw, I th- which is was it long? It was that long? It w- I don't feel like it was that long, but that was a Dragon Gate match that. You could have seen three years ago. See, here you go. <laughs> I went, I went well, then look it up on it. YouTube, motherfucker. I'm sitting I'm, in front of the USA. I'm doing, I'm doing people a favor, and uh, that's why I'm saying that. Like, if you liked it, and I like the idea of it, I'm just saying. like The Tyson Fury. The Tyson, I, it. Okay. I'm just saying that. I if, thought you were over there getting ready to shit on it. I'm if, like, damn, no. I, I, even I got that go. I'm just saying it felt a little stretched out. It felt like there were more guys getting TV time, maybe because that's, there was so much TV time, but it did feel like. Maybe they're thinking about things. I mean, the Kabuki Warriors won the championships. Can, can I'll just Oscar fucking rules. Thank you. I was getting ready to say thank God she actually got her title. You know, let's do something with her instead. She's fucking great. My, if I had to guess why, I think a lot of this is to kind of hide. Let's not talk about Sunday. Other, if it was, it was probably seventy five twenty. They didn't bring up Rollins on Raw. It was towards the end. Did they even bring him up? Yeah, it was, they, was he on TV? No, they, they, no, hell no. Oh. They wouldn't put him on TV. But the, they talk, they know how bad that ending was. If they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. They people just they told basically, them. I mean, they yeah. did the highlight. They didn't know where they were the going it, it, but people told them. People are going to be happened. chanting AE Dub at yeah, every I, WrestleMania, uh, every WWE show for the, the next CM Punk chant. Yeah, yeah, it's probably exactly. best that they didn't come on TV. But I think that was a good reason why you had other people, other talents stepping up getting this limelight because some of some of this would have been bray and seth under normal circumstances oh we got a really good birthday uh, i'm getting the birthdays right. later just preempting you this is banned from ringside all right uh kurt stallion before we go please plug everything to want a plug you got shows coming up you got uh tv appearances coming up you got a twitter you got a facebook let's know what it is just follow me on Twitter and Instagram. That's all. I mean, you can figure out everything there. Yeah, I know. Or Google. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Is there any other Kurt Stallions in the world? Uh, not that I know of. I know there's only one other Bill Vegas. My dad's like third cousin, and he's like 70, and I'm getting ready to knock him off. Jesus Christ. Because I want to be the only one. Oh, that's tight. You know what I mean? This is fucking Highlander over here. What the fuck? <laughs> this man? is only going to be uh, a 30-minute Dateline episode. We got him on there. I thought he was re- actually joking, officer. I didn't think he'd actually go with So what's your, what's your Twitter handle? At Kurt Stallion with a C. C-U-R-T-S-T-A-L-L-I-O-N. Follow BFR JCB, BFR Zach with an H. BFR Bill, BFR Pod on Twitter, Friends of BFR on Facebook. I don't know God, if Zach's going to make it through this whole no, Facebook we, it, it, we might have to wrap uh, this we show got, up. <laughs> follow us. Uh, before we get out of here, we got some birthdays. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes would have been 74 this week. R. Rikishi R. is 53. Taz is 52. Ricochet is 31. Rhea Ripley, 23. She's a badass. Karen Jarrett. 47. Stacy Keebler is 40. Tamatanga is 37. Just Incredible is 46. Kenny Omega is 36. This dude here is still reeling from the chops. Hey! For Kurt F. and Stallion. Check. For my dog Reba. Check. For my cat Millie. Check. For my cat Xander. Check. For my wife Erin. 
Double check. For JD Twigs. Double check. For FB Eatery. Double check. For Sam the Mauler Mall. For Two Beers Zach. For Jason Bill. Jason Cornelius Bell. I am Bill Bang. And everybody, boo the heat. That chop was absolutely amazing. It's probably going to be like the, the highlight of 2019. Oh, and the chop will be on everything. <laughs> I absolutely love it. God is good. We're done.